prophet Isaiah wrote, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of the shadow of death. A light has dawned. 700 years later, Matthew would quote that very verse pointing to Jesus. Jesus was that light Isaiah wrote about. Jesus still is the light of the world. And I'm grateful that you've come this morning to worship him on Christmas Day. You know, light is important. You may not realize this, but, but light keeps us, or at least helps keep us physically and mentally healthy. For residents of Barrow, Alaska, the nation's highest latitude community, this past week marked a turning point, signaled the shortest day of the year, and now they can begin looking forward to more sunlight as it increases. Now, all that said, Barrow, Alaska won't see a sunrise for another whole month. And even when the, the sun does rise, it only rises for a few moments and then begins to set. Alaska is America's vortex of seasonal depression. Prolonged sunlight deprivation causes depression and some people to even despair of life itself. You see, the, the, the darkness can be so overpowering. However, the sun's light is metabolized in the human body as vitamin D, a vitamin that eases depression, assists in fighting certain kinds of cancer, has been found to help Alzheimer's patients. It strengthens bones in older people. And did you know that the more sunlight we have during the day, the better you sleep at night? The light provides heat for us. I don't know if you realize it or not, but if the earth was any farther away from the sun or any closer to the sun, it would be too hot or too cold to sustain life. If the sun were any larger or any smaller, life on earth could not exist. Now imagine if the light of the sun is so good for our bodies, how much greater then the light of the Son of God is for our souls. Light is vital for our vision. We panic when the electricity goes out and we can't see. If you get up in the middle of the night without a light, good luck. I've stubbed my toe lots of times in the night without having some kind of light. And the family pictures that we cherish, why, if you didn't have light, you wouldn't have a picture. I remember back when you had to change a bulb every time in the camera when you wanted to take a new picture. Anybody else remember those days when you changed a bulb? No bulb, no picture, no light, no cherished family memory. Light is important. It's captivating. Have you noticed how kids like flashlights? You hand a kid a flashlight and they'll play with it for a long time. Hand a kid a flashlight with a broken bulb and see how long they play with it. It's not the flashlight itself, it's the light that comes out. They're just fascinated by the light. Even insects that only come out at night are drawn to the light. Despite the fact that may be a bug zapper, they're drawn to the light. And, and I can't think of any other time of the year when we stroll through or drive through neighborhoods just to look at the lights. <laughs> there is something cheery, isn't there, about Christmas lights on homes and trees and out yard, uh, outside yard displays. 
Some neighborhoods and communities actually hold contests for the best light display at a particular house. When her Jensen Beach, Florida apartment complex held a Christmas light competition, Donna Simmons Groover celebrated winning the contest. At least she celebrated briefly. One of her neighbors, so depressed and angered over losing the contest, tore her light display down. I think he needed some more vitamin D and being out in the sunlight. What do you think? Now, we don't actually know the day we celebrate the 25th, but we don't know the day that Jesus was actually born. But, but I want you to know it had everything to do with light. It really did. December the 25th originally was the raucous pagan Roman celebration of the birth of the sun god, which came just four days after the winter solstice. The celebration was held to mark the fact that daylight was slowly beginning to creep back in into the lives of the people. In the 4th century, the church says... We don't want to celebrate. We don't want to be a part of something so pagan. We need to celebrate not the birth of the Son God. We need to celebrate the birth of the Son of God, the light of the world. And so they chose that day in contrast to the darkness of the world around them. You think I'm stretching it when I say that light matters, that it's important? Do you realize that like bookends, the Bible opens and closes with the theme of light? In the opening verses of the creation story in Genesis, God created the heavens and the earth, and then he said, let there be light. Now, we don't know what kind of light it was. It wasn't sunlight or moonlight because the sun and the moon and the stars in the creation story were not created until day four. But God did create light. I don't know where the light came from, but Revelation may give us a clue. The ending verses, the ending chapters of Revelation return to this theme of light. In chapter 21, verse 23, it says, The city, it's talking about the heavenly city, does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light. Perhaps the reason that God gave us the creation in its order was so that people wouldn't think that the, the center focus of creation was the sun. It's not. The center focus of creation is the earth where God someday would come as the light of the world to visit us in human form. And when God chose to announce the birth of his son, how did he do it? He did it with a light in the sky, a brilliant star. Astronomers through the centuries have tried to figure out, okay, what what was this that created that star? Was it some kind of a cosmic phenomenon that was a once-in-history experience or, or was it the convergence of stars and planets together that just made an extra bright light in the sky? Was it a nebular explosion in the universe that had taken hundreds of light years before, and by the time Jesus was born, that light was just getting to earth? I don't know. Nobody knows. I'll tell you what I think. I think it was just a supernatural light that God put in the sky for this occasion to celebrate the greatest birth that ever took place, the birth of his son into this world. Yeah. Folks, I think... That God knew exactly what he was doing. When, when I, I remember well when my daughters were born. I remember when all my grandchildren were born. And if I could have, if it had been within my power, I'd have filled the sky with lights to announce their birth. I wanted everybody to know I had a daughter. I had a grandchild. I, I mean, it's just exciting that if there's a surprise to me about the Christmas story, it's this. That God only used one light. To announce the greatest birth ever. 
In John chapter 3, Jesus told Nicodemus, he said, This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. Isn't it the truth? When we do something wrong, we like to do it in the darkness, in the shadows, in the corners. We don't want to be seen. There is this contrast between light and darkness because light exposes Stephen Catherine's home is in an underground flood tunnel in Las Vegas along with nearly 700 other homeless people. It's not only Las Vegas where these kinds of things happen. In these tunnels, there is no sunlight. And every day they deal with the intruders of darkness. Black widow spiders, mosquitoes, rats, and the constant fear of death from flash flooding, which the tunnel was built to handle in the first place. It's a dismal image but it's a symbolic image of life in a lost, dark, and broken world. But the reason we come together with joy today is that Christmas changed all of that. The light of the world came to dispel our fear, to vanquish the intruders into our life, and to expose the falsehoods of darkness so that we could see his truth. I've been reading Tim Keller's book, Hidden Christmas, throughout this season, and he wrote about an ad that appeared in the New York Times. The ad read like this, the meaning of Christmas is that love will triumph and that we will be able to put together a world of unity and peace. Ah, isn't that a beautiful statement? It sounds so nice, but it's not accurate. It's not the meaning of Christmas. That whole statement leaves Jesus out of the picture completely. It assumes that we are capable of peace and unity, that somehow the light is inherent to us. Nothing could be farther from the truth. Only Jesus brings transformation from the darkness of sin. Only Jesus can offer us hope and peace, love and joy. That's the meaning of Christmas. That God took the initiative to become one of us in this world so that he could light our way home forever. So here we are 2,000 years this side of the birth of Christ. What kind of a response does God want from us? Well, let me suggest just a few, real quickly. When you think about Christmas, don't ever stop celebrating the miracle. Celebrate the miracle of Christmas. You know what I've found through the years is that most of us as Christians, we like to kind of slide right past Christmas. Oh, great moment, but it's Easter that really counts. I mean, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, that's the point of Christianity. And it's true. That is the high point. That, that is the point that, that where everything culminates. But don't slide past Christmas. There are some who believe that the greatest miracle of all was not the resurrection, but the incarnation. That one could happen at all. That the infinite God of the universe could become a finite man without losing his deity. If God could really do that, folks... If the infinite God of the universe could become one of us, then walking on water or healing the sick or even raising the dead would be no problem for him. Maybe the greatest miracle of all was the fact that he came as a tiny babe, the light of the world. Philip Yancey in his book, Disappointment with God, wrote this. Imagine for a moment becoming a baby again. Giving up language and muscle coordination, the ability to eat solid food and to control your bladder. God as a fetus, 
Or imagine yourself becoming a sea slug. The analogy is probably closer. On that day in Bethlehem, the maker of all that is took form as a helpless, dependent newborn. You talk about a miracle. That is a miracle. Never stop celebrating it. Here's something else. Celebrate the promise. Do you realize that that we Americans, this just is hard for me to fathom, but we Americans return $70 billion worth of gifts every year after Christmas. That's a lot of gifts. You know how much that is? I have a hard time getting my head around $70 billion. That's the equivalent of making $35 million a year since the day Jesus was born to the present. I thought, no. I did the math. It it comes out that way. $70 billion is the equivalent of $35 million every year since Jesus was born to the present. Are we a spoiled people or what that we can take back, that we can return that much in gifts? But God has given us a gift that no thinking person should ever want to return. You talk about the gift that keeps on giving. This is the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, let me explain. In 1 John, we have this beautiful promise. 1 John chapter 1, verse 5. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. Are you ready for this? God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim we have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. Now listen to the promise. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. That is written in the present tense. We could translate it like this. If we keep on walking in the light, then the blood of Jesus Christ keeps on washing away our sin. What a glorious promise. All because he came as the light of the world. Light matters. Last thing. Celebrate the opportunity. Because he is the light of the world, we have the opportunity to share him with a dark world. Joe and Beth were scurrying around trying to get everything ready for their trip home to celebrate Christmas out of state with extended family. They took the trash to the curb, stopped the mail, kenneled the dog, packed their luggage, wrapped the gifts, and they laid all the paraphernalia into the trunk that is associated with a brand new baby that they had. In near exhaustion, they turned on the security system, climbed into the car, pulled out of the garage, headed down the street. They got halfway down the block when Beth sat up in her seat and screamed, The baby! We forgot the baby! Have you ever done that? Gone out of the house and forgot the, the baby? I want you to know every one of us do it at Christmas. And we get so wrapped up with everything that's going on that we often forget the baby. The most important part. The light of the world himself. You see, the world really needs to see who Jesus is. And the best way we can do that is to share him. And the best way we can share him is by being a reflection of him. In Philippians chapter 2, the apostle Paul likens us to shining stars. And the word shine means to reflect. You see, the light doesn't come from us. We just reflect the light. Science uses a measurement of how much sunlight a celestial body reflects. The, the, The brightest planet, the most reflective planet or moon in our solar system is Venus. It reflects 65% of the light from the sun. Our moon, on the other hand, only reflects 7% 
of the light of the sun. And yet I tell you that on a cloudless night with a full moon, there's enough light for you to find your way home. Every one of us reflects the light of Christ in a different way, to a different degree. But every Christian is to be a reflection of the light of the world. Our goal should be to reflect him to a lost and dark and dying world. Just this week, I loved what Brad had to report. This week, your light shined halfway around the world in reflecting Christ by being able to provide fuel and blankets for our brothers and sisters, Christian believers in Kurdistan who are in the refugee camps. How wonderful that light feels and the warmth that comes from it, knowing that Christ is being seen in what you've done. You've done a great thing. John Hopkins penned it well in his Christmas carol, Star of wonder, star of light, star with royal beauty bright, westward leading, still proceeding, guide us to thy perfect light. Jesus Christ, the light of the world, is the perfect light. I came in door five over here under the, uh, you know, the overhang a few days ago. That was, this was last week. Uh, with my two-year-old granddaughter, and uh, she, she just turned two uh, this, this m- uh, month, and uh, we walked in, and I'm, I'm, I've got things on them, I've got things to do, I don't even see what's going on. We got in that door, and all of a sudden, I hear this precious little voice go, <gasps> I see baby Jesus. Now, if you, if you notice out here, there is a nativity set by the Christmas tree, and the characters are about this big. It's a big nativity set, just right for a two-year-old. And, and she stood there and looked at that manger. I missed it all. Suddenly I was drawn back. My focus was returned to the whole reason that we celebrate. We have this little nativity set at home we got as a gift one time. It's a precious moments figurine set. There's no stable or anything with it. It's just, it's just the characters of the nativity. And Elsie has them on, an, on a table and they're, they're spread out. And, and every time the grandkids visit and leave, they are all bunched together, tight as they can be. We do not know which one of them is doing it, but I, I, I'm betting now it's Taylor, the two-year-old. And I think I know why. She wants to make sure everybody can see the baby Jesus. And so she crowds them together. When the world crowds in around you, Make sure that what they see, that who they see, is the baby Jesus. If you and I aren't reflecting him, how is the world going to find their way home? His light matters.